What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, saints and angels? Welcome to Lactic Acid. I'm your host, Dominique Smith. As always, I want to thank everybody for their continued support for this channel. We are growing and I am excited. I'm thankful for each and every one of you who listens and you do not want to miss the action that we have coming for you your way this summer. You're going to meet some incredible guests. We are working on a global running day project and you're going to hear from some incredible people doing things in the track and field community as well as the roads in different respects. Trust me, it is something that you are not going to want to miss out on. So thank you again for your support. It's good episodes coming your way. I promise you that. We're bringing back a bucket of track talk and fried chicken as well as track talk. There's so much to recap. So much has gone on in the sport. The times are just ridiculous on the high school, the collegiate, and now the professional level as well. All roads leads to Budapest. And then from there, we got the trials in 24 down here in Orlando. And then we're going to take it to the trials in Eugene to see who will be on that Olympic team that makes it to Paris. But today, I have one of the best high school athletes in the United States on the show. Her name is Sophie Haig. She's committed to the University of Miami. It's all about the U for my Kane fans out there. And she is joining an incredible team that is led off by the legendary coach, Amy Dean. We talked about why she committed to Miami and what she loved about it. We talked a little bit about her running journey and how she got started in the sport, what she loves most about the sport, and obviously her success as well. She's run 9-4 in the 100 so far this year, which is third in the state, 19th overall in the country. And she cracked the top 50 in the 200 in the country with a remarkable performance. And with states being this week, I'm excited to see what she does. So we had an incredible conversation, got a chance to talk about her faith, got a chance to talk about life outside the track, her interest in drawing, photography, all of that so it's a fun conversation Sophie's awesome please give her a follow everything is going to be at the bottom of the screen I'm sorry the bottom of the page that's where you can find us our link tree leak tells you where you can support us on social media on YouTube this that and the other and I hope you enjoy the episode we will catch you next time What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, saints and angels, and welcome to Lactic Acid. I'm your host, Dominique Smith. Today, I have a certified baller shot caller. She continues to make kids cry in the 100 and all the events on the track. She is doing it big, committed to the U, going to win the state championship. I'm recalling it here first. It's all about the U. I'm a Buckeye and a UCF Knight at heart, but today we are all Canes fans. You already saw the symbols. If you're watching the video, you saw the U go up, and that's what it is. Ruining confidence, but guess what? She's taking names and catching W's, and she is my guest today. None other than the legend that is, Miss Sophie Haig. Sophie, appreciate you coming on the show. How are you feeling today? Of course. Thank you for having me. I'm feeling good. Ready to do this. Y'all, she got the green on. Like, she came ready. That's there's my motto. If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. And so Sophie is ready. And so we're going to get into the dominant career that she's had. And uh, how every time I watch a video of her, she's ruining some kids' confidence with amazing performances. Um, but before we even get to that, I've been asking everybody this question. is the summertime question I ask. So okay. you are no exception to the rule. So let's just say Ben and Jerry and the executive 
producer and president of Food Network. They went to regionals last week. Mm-hmm. And prior to that, they went to uh, the IMG Spring Break Meet. And they said, yo, there's this girl who just destroyed the competition. And so she's committed to Miami, repping Florida, but we have to create a summertime promotion to celebrate her awesomeness and the great things she's doing on and off the track and the things she's going to accomplish in the future. They're going to do three things for you. You got three different forms of celebration. Food Network said, we're going to do a food promotion. So any meal that you want created, whatever your favorite meal is, they're going to send their best chef out. They're going to make it for you. And they're going to put it everywhere that they are affiliated with around this great land of ours. Ben and Jerry were so impressed. They said, listen, we are going to create a custom ice cream specifically for her. So they want two flavors. They're going to combine them into one, and it's going to be at Publix, Walmart, Walgreens, everywhere you can imagine. They're putting it nationwide. That's how we're rocking. So you're a little young for this, but back in the day, there was a show called The Wild Thornberries, and the character, the main character, Eliza Thornberry, had the ability to talk to animals. So that power is going to be bestowed upon you. You get a chance to pick any animal that you would like to talk with. So what we need, the custom meal, the ice cream, and the animal. So how are we rocking? All right. So for the custom meal, I'm probably going to combine a few of my favorites and ask for my favorite food is a spicy Jamaican beef patty. You just can't go wrong with it. Okay. I feel that. Okay. I like that. That's good. So I'd ask for one of those and then probably like a side of sushi. They don't really go together, but you know. (laughs) It's your meal though. Yeah. Okay. So sushi and a Jamaican patty. Ooh, Jesus. Okay. And I just like to say that now you're going to get an NIL deal by like Pepto-Bismol for that custom (laughs) creation. Uh, But listen, that's, that's, we're with it. Okay. I like that. Sushi and Jamaican beef patty. I like that. You get the spice, the spicy Jamaican beef patty, because there is a difference. There is. Okay. So, okay. That's how I'm rocking. What else are you doing with this meal? Is that that it? Or did you want to ask I feel like that's pretty good. I don't want to go in too many different directions, you know? (laughs) Okay, that's fair. (laughs) All right. Okay. All right. All right. So what are we doing about this ice cream? Okay. So I feel like I kind of would go with like a cereal direction and combine in like like a Honey Nut Cheerios and like a Cinnamon Toast Crunch combined. Ooh. Okay. What is like the are we doing it with vanilla ice cream or like chocolate ice cream or yeah, I feel like I feel like vanilla probably so you can get more of the the cereals flavors out of it. That would actually taste pretty good. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I, I would try that. I would try that. But would you keep like the chunks of cereal, like the actual no. I don't know what you call it, cereals, or is it just like all blended up? Maybe a few like smaller chunks. Okay. Okay. I like that. Oh, man. Cinnamon Toast Crunch, that used to be the jam back in the day. So I'm with Mm -hmm. that. 
All right. Animal. Animal. Hmm. Yeah, I've never really thought of this before. <laughs> but uh, if I could talk to any animal. Hmm. Maybe like... Like a lion or something? Just to see where they get their confidence from. Okay. Okay. I'm not mad at that. I don't really know. <laughs> I'm not mad at that. Um, okay. Like, okay. How are you so confident? Like, aren't you afraid that you're going to get bull rushed by a jaguar or something like that? Okay. Because, you know, as they say in the sports biz, the lions have that dog in them. So, Okay. I, that's a first that is a first so and i was thinking about that because i was like have you heard of the show the wild thornberries no mm -hmm. okay so that's that's my i'm 29 that's that's for me and the old people who used to watch that show so no so all right i'm curious jamaican spicy jamaican beef patty when did you get hooked on that i don't even know i think it was it had to be like five six years ago my mom and I were at Costco and they just had we were in the frozen section I was like oh those look so good so we just bought the big pack of them oh and then just ever since then just that's just, just like your... <laughs> oh man, I have it's been so I don't know if you've ever gone to like a convenience store that has hot mm -hmm. food and they have those Jamaican beef patties when you take them out they smell divine yeah. Um, I'm a wimp, so I, I don't know how hot that is or how spicy that is. So I don't know if like that's good for me, but I have had Jamaican beef patties. It's different. What is the meal that you're pumped to like finally have or to try or to eat regularly once you go down to Coral Gables? Hmm. I mean, I feel like we have like some similar types of food, like in Tampa compared to Miami. That's but, fair. Okay. I mean, and we kind of try a lot of different foods here, but I mean, I am excited for the food they're going to cook for me daily. Okay. That's work. And, and listen, it's free. So I'll be excited about that I'll too. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, that's exciting. See, I'm in Orlando. And mm. so the food scene up here is not quite the level of Tampa. I will admit <laughs> that because I have had the best fried chicken in tampa <clears throat> i've had the best cornbread in tampa i've had the best artery clogging foods down in that city so i understand where you're coming from 1000 percent. so yes tampa is a different breed when it comes to food but having said that let's transition to the track so you have made it to the state championship it would be the last i don't know if you're going to compete in any all-star meets or whatever championship series after states but right now just to give you kind of an idea of how good sophie is right now she's her time of 11-4 is the third fastest in the state of florida top 20 nationally last week she dropped 2365 which gave her a top 40 time in the 200 a massive pr i might add and I'm only excited. I'm just excited to see what comes back around for you. 
next week when this episode is released for the state championship up in Jacksonville. My question to you is, how has your last ride, your senior campaign, gone in your own words? Yeah, so, I mean, my senior year, I actually transferred to a public school. So that was kind of just a big change. But after being committed and knowing where I'm going before the season even started, that took so much pressure off of trying to prove myself to everybody. Now I kind of just was able to just enjoy the time with my team and just enjoy the process and everything, which when I tend to enjoy it, I tend to do better. So it's really just been a successful season on and off the track for me. You did transfer from Calvary Christian. Um, I did compete there back in the day. Great facilities. Uh, definitely yeah. a solid track and field program. Uh, but your mom was coached down there as well. Yeah. And she's actually your coach now. Um, yes. What's that dynamic like? Like coach mom and it definitely seems like from afar you two figured out like you got to figure it out like track is track home is home but it's like the number one cheerleader regardless of if it's at track or if it's you know anywhere else yeah so she's been my coach from the start just because when I first started running track there was not really any club teams that were close by and so she's like oh, I'm not going to send her an hour away at 10 years old to go train just to run a track meet so she just kind of learned a few basic things and then just continued to educate herself and kind of fell in love with the sport as I did too. And so we've just been in it together and having my mom as my coach allows for me to just, like I can trust her and know that she knows me. So that allows her to help me in different ways than she might not necessarily know about other people. But it's not, I mean, there's advantages obviously. And then there's also disadvantages about our personal relationship that sometimes in the past, it's been hard to kind of separate the at home and uh at the track but I think after doing it for so long and making an effort to designate the different areas we've been able to find the dynamic that works for us and I'd say this year is definitely our best year both at home and at the track it kind of I don't know maybe it's the results but it just looks like you're having fun this year yeah. like I'm not really That's sure it. and I think it's trying to translating you know, to that, it's funny in the previous interview, I actually listened. You said you cried like before, like your first two track meets yeah. uh, <laughs> and everything because you just did not want to do it. I felt that like so deeply, <laughs> you know, because it's like so daunting, especially when yeah. you've never done the sport before. I don't know. Right. Track and field is a little bit different in that from that perspective. But did you ever see yourself achieving everything that you've achieved at this level? Not initially at all. Um, I was kind of just like, oh, well, I'll just try it. I mean, why not? But it wasn't really until like my freshman year when I was actually like, oh, I think I kind of want to, I think I actually want to do this. And it wasn't until for real that there was a freshman, my freshman year, I had a meet at Calgary and I was racing uh, Mariah Oliveira in the 100. Mm -hmm. And Mariah is actually a junior at Miami this year. And that, the 100 is not her main event, but they'd announced, they're like, oh, she's committed to Miami, her and her twin sister. I'm like, oh, I got I want to see how close I can get to her. And so we raced her in the 100, and I wasn't far off. And I was like, oh, my goodness, okay. If she can do that and I can do this as a freshman, I'm like, well, I think I could possibly go to college for this too. And that's when I was like, wow, I actually have a chance. I really want to try and do this. So now we're going to be teammates. So that's actually pretty cool. That is going to be cool. What's <laughs> going to be cool if you guys line up in the 100 and just uh, off – you know, session meeting, you beat her. 
Like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm sorry. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> uh, but she is killing it at Miami. Oh, yeah. uh, for sure. You seem to run with so much joy. That's kind of one thing, you know, that I've noticed in the races and stuff. Where does that come from, uh, from your perspective? Really just trusting myself and trusting in my abilities, um, which is something I kind of have to do just as you probably might have seen in some of my videos. My starts are pretty good, but it's really when I get to my top end speed that I start to kick it in and pass, like get past people. But the only way that I'm able to do that is I trust that I can do it. And because if I'm behind at 70 meters and there's 30 meters left, I really have to put like full faith in myself, my abilities that I'm able to pass somebody. And so just knowing that I'm able to do this and knowing what I'm capable of just allows me to just enjoy the moment and just do what I do. You are built different because I have seen some of those races. There was one race you didn't get the best start. But kind of like Usain Bolt, Usain Bolt never had the best starts, but he was never out of the race. And your kick is lethal. It's scary, almost. It's like a donkey kick. You know, one of those, no, like uh, a zebra kick. It's like a zebra kick. If a zebra kicks you, you're going to die. And so you have that kick, you know, where you can definitely create separation and stuff. And I think, you know, you mentioned the confidence in yourself, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. It also looks like that allows you to stay poised from 40 to 70 when you really take over a race, 40 to 70 and then the close. Like I saw the four by one. Um, (laughs) If it was four by 105, then you guys would have won the regional championship. Um, But yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. That confidence, you know, leads to that poise, which allows you to ball out on the track in both. And especially now we have to talk about the 200. Um, because you know, that really, you came in third, but you dropped, that was, first of all, that was an insane field (laughs) Two, That was a big PR and you stayed poised throughout the race and you got those great results. Yeah. So the 200, it's a, it was like a love hate relationship with it because for whatever reason, the past two years, I've kind of been stuck in like the little areas, like PRing by a little bit. And then one meet hits and I drop almost half a second. And that's happened two years in a row. And I don't really know what it is, and it shocks me every time. I wasn't really expecting that to happen this year again, but here we are. Um, I think just being in a race, having uh, my club teammate, Anaya Kit and Rachel running against me, and I'm coming off the curve. I mean, I was really focusing on my start because that's kind of where not my best part of my race. So the start was good, but then coming around the second half of the curve, I see the two of them out in front of me. I'm like, oh, gosh, if I want to get the second spot, I'm going to need to speed up a little bit and so that really helped me kind of accelerate off the curve which isn't necessarily something I think about I kind of just go out there and run but just really focusing on the curve allowed me to be able to accomplish what I did and I think going forward now having a better idea of what helped me do better there is going to allow my times to continue to drop. What's a more daunting event the weirdness of the 200 or the I, I don't know the right word to describe this race. The the pain, the agony of a 400. Yeah, the 400, I think, is going to take it every time. It's just, <laughs> there's something about it. <laughs> I don't, even like jogging, warming up, I was like, yo, like people run in the 40s for yeah. this. Like, like, this is silly. Um, no, I just, I just had to, I was curious, like 800, 
I don't think you've run an 800 yet before. Oh, no. Okay, so not even, we're going to skip that question. So we're actually, that's going to lead us off the track. Tell the people three things that people do not know about the high school phenom that is Sophie Haig. Three things. Um, I like to draw and paint. So like all the stuff on my wall there, I've done myself. Okay. I don't know what my, my camera's like. Following. It's okay, but that little thing right there that looked like a Ooh. bunch of bot with the green, the blue, the <laughs> indigo. That's actually sick. You painted that? I did. Oh my goodness. So, wow. Okay. Yeah. I like that. All right. Um I have two dogs. They're mini labradoodles. Okay. That's legit. And a third thing they don't know about me. Hmm. I mean, I like photography too. So, okay. But, yeah. So you have that. What are you majoring in in Miami? Psychology. Okay, I was gonna say uh, art and all that stuff would be a nice because <laughs> it's definitely it's clear you can draw. Obviously, people who are listening to this can't see it, but the artwork that's on her wall is is not for amateurs. It is it's actually legit. It's impressive. Um, so we'll get back to that in a second, but I'm actually curious. I have this question to ask because I had one of the best high schoolers um, come on the show about a month and some change ago. And I asked her, we talked about this. You know it just like I know it. If you compete, especially in the state of Florida in track and field, you're going to get out of the meet late, especially if you have to participate in the four by four. Which is another painful <laughs> ordeal on its own. But Florida things don't stay open like that. It's not like you can go get something at 12 o'clock that's like legit. What is like the go-to meal either that you cook or that you go get right after a track meet? What is that for you? Um, so it used to be Taco Bell, but okay. uh then I started realizing that it's kind of gross. And so <laughs> okay. then I was like, well, that's not really when I didn't have the four by four. That was that was a meal that I went to. But um, after the four by four, I'm just tired and want to go home. So I usually have a big pack of gummies that I bring to the meets and I just finish those off. And that's that, what it depends on the day, because usually I'm not feeling too good. That's fair. <laughs> that is fair. That is fair. That that there is something I just cannot and I'm just so blessed to have thrown the shot put in the discus back in the day. So I got to watch my teammates suffer. Um, yeah. But I have heard horror stories. I'm like, yo, we're going, because usually for us, we would go to Wendy's. Mm-hmm. Um, that's and it. Yeah. But that's different. You're different. I've never heard of, listen, now I'll bump this. Let me get these gummies out my backpack and let's just finish this off and just call it a no. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, what gummies though? And it also depends on the gummies. Yeah. So typically there's like, I don't even know what brand they are. They're from Publix and they just come in this big bag and they have like, they're like not artificially colored. They're like colored from like natural things. So they're like almost healthy gummies. So, okay. Yeah, those are pretty good. Or the Haribos, my teammates all bring those. Or Mott's okay. gummies. Mott's gummies. You can get the little packs. Yeah. Mott's, Mott's. I love Mott's. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I used to eat like Sour Patch Kids. That's yeah, those are good sound. too. Uh, 
but never after a meet. That's that is uh see that's why you're gonna win next week. Um, that's different. If you face somebody that's that just decides I don't need food, let me just pop these healthy gummies. <laughs> it's not like it's the good. It's like the you know crappy stuff. This is actually like the relatively healthy ones. I didn't expect that. That's something new. And I don't know. I like asking that question because I've gotten Burger King so far. I've yeah. gotten cereal, um, Taco Bell. <laughs> I can't. I can't argue with you <laughs> about the taste. It's been a minute since I've been there, but yeah. um, so I guess it's the same since back in the day. Um, and then gummies. Okay, so okay, yeah, that's I something. Mean- Usually, if I have, like, that's, like, for right after, but if you give me, like, an hour or two, then a chicken sandwich is usually what we go to. But Chick-fil-A is usually closed, so that's why, after regionals, we went to Wendy's. So, if there's one by, we'll go to Wendy's for a chicken sandwich. Okay. Okay. Chick-fil-A is always closed when you really want it. Yeah. Which is on Sundays and after track meets. Yep. Um, So, basically. So, where did this passion for drawing and photography come from? Um, I was at my middle school. They just put us in art classes. And from then on, I kind of just, my mom has always been pretty creative and her whole side of the family. They all play music and everything like that. And they also like to draw. So I kind of just grown up doing it. And then I continued to take art classes as my electives when I got to high school because we needed electives. And so our teacher was, she was awesome. And she did lots of kind of different projects. And so there was one where we got to like pick what we we're doing. So I just picked like drawing and everything. And so when I realized I like to do that, I kind of just stuck with sketching for a while. And then um, I added, started adding like watercolor on top of my sketches, but it's kind of just, it's something that's different that I can express myself in rather than, cause I'm always, everyone knows me and I express myself through like my running and athletic abilities, but this is just kind of something I like to do for myself. Just it's relaxing. How often are you able to do it? Not very often, to be honest, but um, more so I will now because things are starting to slow down. So yeah, yeah, that definitely makes sense. What's your favorite piece of artwork that favorite you've created? Piece. Um, probably the one. I don't know why this thing keeps following me, but um, <laughs> let's see the one right there. Let me see if I can get a better picture of it. The guy with the the face? Yeah, so... um, Oh, wow. You drew that. I did. I don't think people understand how... That is impressive. Thank you. Like, you have a gift. Jeez, that is really impressive. Like, that looks like a professional piece of art, not like... How do I say this? Like, Wow. I, you. you are about that art life. <laughs> like, that is crazy. Yeah. Um, so, that was, um, that was a sketch of. So, I had this person that was like, he was like a brother to me. He was a really close family friend. And he passed away in a boating accident when we were in, I think, going into middle school. And so, as like, like the image of him fades, the ways that we can remember him are the memories. And so, that's why you kind of see like the drips of his image fading and then like the memories are inside coming out so that was probably my favorite piece girl i got chills man (laughs) that is impressive wow well listen i'm I'm, i know psychology is the thing but (laughs) 
you could be an art major <laughs> easily <laughs> and definitely like create a masterpiece. That is that is definitely a, a talent. How do you not? And everybody has their different methods. So some people it's what you're watching on TV. Some people obviously it's art. But how do you, as a high schooler, stay relaxed and not let? Because um, you're a high profile athlete. You train. You have school. Yeah. Travel, all that fun stuff. But how do you not let it just overtake you and overwhelm you? Yeah. So I actually have a sports psychologist that I meet with. And okay. so talking with her and just coming up with different ways to just calm myself down. I usually go for walks. And that's something I just started doing because the last thing I thought is, oh, I need to go for a walk after I get home from practice and weight training. Like, I'm just, I just want to sit down and do nothing. But my body was actually starting to hurt because of how intense the activities I was doing. And I did mm -hmm. nothing else. So most days I go for like a mile walk in my neighborhood, just put some good music on and go for a walk. And that's just helped my body kind of stay loose. And when I'm loose and not hurting, I'm pretty relaxed. And it clears my head too. So, yeah, what's that's on, been the main thing. What's on the playlist? Depends on the day, to be honest. But um, I feel that, yeah. yeah, if it's been a if it's a day where I really just need to get going, then we usually put some rap music on. But if it's a day where I'm kind of just chilling out, then maybe R and B. Really depends. R and B. Whoa. Okay. What kind of R and B? And here's I'm I'm surprised because usually high schoolers is Taylor Swift is country music. Um, maybe if you want to get amped up a little rap, but I, this is the first, I love R&B. So that's why I was like, okay, like that's legit. Yeah. Um, Brent, I don't even know. I forget how to say it. Fias. Okay. Or yeah. His R&B is awesome. I like Bryson Tiller, SZA, um, and not just her new album that has all those, interesting songs on it but her, <laughs> her older ones too frank ocean all of those kind of songs that new age r&b i feel that i feel that yeah that is such that's a peculiar album um but like it still slaps what is like your go-to pump-up song though go-to pump-up song Whew. um cash in cash out by tyler the creator pharrell williams it's a good song I've actually never heard that song. You never heard it? You should listen to it. Okay, I'll <laughs> This is over. <laughs> I I don't know. Like, I haven't listened to a lot of new hip hop since like 2016. So mm -hmm. it's like when people come on the show and they're just like, "Yeah, this is what we we're listening to." I'm like, "Okay, who is that? Like, wh what is that?" <laughs> um, but cash in, cash out. Tyler the Creator mm -hmm. and Pharrell. I was just listening to Pharrell, but okay. I see it. I can definitely see it. Um, hip hop. Well, let me ask you this because I actually had this debate with someone else. Do you mm -hmm. think you can get pumped up to country music? I love country music, so okay. I think <laughs> I think I could get in a good mood by listening to it. No, I didn't say a good mood. <laughs> I said ready to beat people ready like to in beat the hundred people? in the hundred. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna have to say no. Nothing against the country music, but that's just not what it's for. <laughs> but people think you can, and so that's why I was like, I, I don't no. know. <laughs> Whatever works for them, maybe. 
yeah, like I can't imagine listening to like chicken fried and like being excited to go out. And, yeah, I don't really know about that one. <laughs> and face people. So no, that's just, I, listen, I was just curious. I'm yeah. always interested in getting people perspectives. But like you said, to each its own. For me, <laughs> that that's a big old L. I can't do that. I don't, yeah. I, I think I would like want to go to sleep or go to church and say just go on the boat or something like that (laughs) yeah go go fishing (laughs) um or whatever the case might be what is there to do in tampa that you consider fun so there's another debate that's being had is the beach what everyone in the state makes it to be or Mm -hmm. is it overrated depends on the beach you go to that is you okay all right i think that's fair that's right. Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah. Clearwater Beach is pretty much what people make it seem. Um, I wouldn't necessarily call it the most relaxing experience ever at all. Um, but if you go to Sand Key or Indian Rocks Beach, that that pretty much is that's where it's at. The West Coast beaches are different than like the beaches over here on the East Coast. I I don't know what it is. The water's just a little bit more blue. Um, But uh, that's the frustrating. Being on the East Coast beaches made me hate the beach. To me, it's just like the end of the, I hate the beach now. Yeah. Like I have a hard time going. Part of the reason is the last time I went to the beach was in 2012. Uh, It was after high school graduation and we were in the water and I saw this animal in the or mammal in the water or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we thought it was a dolphin. And then the kid put his goggles on. And it turns out it was a big old shark. So um Yeah, no thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. I've never, you know, Jesus walked on water that day. I just about ran on it. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I couldn't do it. I mean, I don't know. That is such a Floridian debate the beach or not the beach but that is a great answer is that clear water beach no there's just there's too many people that go to that beach yes that is a tourist attraction yes so so the the tour so okay the tourist beaches are what it is but you're going to miami though so you know the beach down there (laughs) i have been to the beach down there it's different yeah it's definitely we went there for um the official visit we went to south beach which was a different experience for sure (laughs) I'm afraid to ask like different how just the people it's pretty much what people say it is yeah that was my first time going there yeah everything that you said I can't add to it because you're just preaching like this little (laughs) sermon here um speaking of Miami speaking of the Canes do you think that you got a chance to go to different schools. So you started at Carroll Wood, yeah. uh, went over to um, Calvary, sorry. Um, and then obviously big transition to public school. And I made that transition. I actually went to public school to private school. And it was like, yo, this is a, this is a little different. Just, just a few subtle nuances. Do you think just being a part of that, switching different schools, helped you kind of face adversity that could yeah. get you ready to take the next step in your career and your journey as a track and field athlete. 
for sure. Because uh, going from, if I went straight from my private Christian school to a big campus, um, college campus, I think I would have been in for more of a shock than I was ready for. Yeah. Just from transferring to high school, it was a big change. I just wasn't really used to seeing everybody express themselves in different ways. And when you're stuck with uniforms and you have to have like neutral hair colors, it's just when you go and you see everything, it's just like, whoa. But um, it's been cool kind of just being able to just do your own thing. No one really just pays, like you just kind of pay attention to yourself and just that's all there really is to it. But I think that's definitely helped me at least gain more confidence because I left everything I knew. I left all my friends and I just transitioned to a school. that I, I knew like two people that were on the track team. And starting over, I kind of just have to put myself out there again, I think is something I hadn't really ever had the opportunity to do. And doing that for my senior year definitely made me feel more confident to be able to do that going into college, which I think will be important. Do you think this is the most free you've ever felt um, just as an athlete? By uh, free is a weird word. The most comfortable. Um, is that now? Is yeah. yeah, now, yes. At the beginning, not really, because it took a little while to adjust. But after just being able to just get acclimated to the situation and just be able to, like, find more confidence in myself and just everything like that, I feel like this is just – I feel like I'm ready to take on the next chapter of my life. One more question regarding um, <laughs> you and your mother, and then we're going to – got a couple more questions to ask you then we're gonna wrap this bad boy up in a boat in your prime and her prime who's mm -hmm. winning in like a fight no no i'm not talking oh. about your mom <laughs> Girl, oh, so no in a race in a race oh yes. depends on the the distance so she did cross country Ooh. in college but i do not do cross country <laughs> At all. I'm thinking, okay, so what would be a fair distance? 500. 500. I feel like I could still get her. She likes to say that my speed comes from my dad. So. I think the, would you say like 500 is a good kind of, as a sprinter, I know the answer is no. Because um, that's just lactic acid. Yeah. But I don't know. Her power. But here's the thing. You have strength, too. That's That would be a good matchup. Because it's like, oh, Sophie has the speed. But no, Sophie has the strength. All you have to do is go back and watch the race. <laughs> so, um, no, I wasn't talking about fighting your mother. You I, was, get me... I was really concerned for a minute. <laughs> no, she follows me on Instagram. She listens to this. And I'm going to get in trouble for something that was not said. So, uh, Miss Lisa, no, that's not what we were talking about. Nope, not <laughs> we, at were, all. we were talking about a foot race in Jesus' name. Um, <laughs> so that's, that's how we're going to rock with this. The U. The University of Miami. And so... I know that, at least from what I read, that you were a fan of the U for a mm -hmm. minute. Now you are there. What is it? And you're going to be trained under the legendary coach, Amy Dean, who yes. is, she does not, Amy Dean does not get the respect that she deserves. And this is just my opinion in the track and field world, because yeah. she is an outstanding coach. So, 
what is it about Miami that you fell in love with? And yeah. what is it that you're excited about? I mean, honestly, like it was Coach Team and her. That's really what I was looking for. I mean, the program, obviously, we wanted to see if it was a good fit at all the schools I looked at, but it's really the coach that makes all the difference because that's who I'm going to be training under for the next four years. And just how much she cares about her athletes and everything that she does for them. And just her training philosophy is pretty similar to what I've kind of been used to. And it's just, I'm I'm so excited to learn from her. Obviously, she has a great track record as well. And just, I mean... I couldn't, I can't say enough good things about her and I haven't even been coached by her yet. So there's that. And then taking the official visit, I mean, the campus, obviously seeing that really helps a lot. So I'm excited for all of that. Are you just doing the one and the two down there? I mean, that's what she said, but I mean, if we have any relays, I'm sure eventually I'll be a part of a relay. We have, there's a lot of strong 400 runners right now. So I don't know if I'd be on the four by four at this point or because they have, I mean, they just got a hurdler. They have everybody. So whatever she wants me in, I'll do. They are loaded. <laughs> like they are loaded for the next like couple yeah. years. Um, yeah. So I don't know. How does it like excite you like to be a part of, you know, potentially being a part of a team that could challenge, not just for an ACC championship, but to put your hat in a ring for bigger and better things because we talk about the university of florida deservedly so ucf has a very strong program um florida state has a strong program but the u the u has some talent and obviously you're being a part of the fold you being a part of the fold you know adds to incredible potential that that team has mm-hmm. yeah i'm just excited to be a part of the dynamic that the team has and just be, like going on the visit and seeing the girls there and how much they care about what they do and just the culture that they've created there. I'm just excited to be a part of that and just see what's to come of it. Last two questions, Sophie, then we're going to do rapid fire. Then we're going to get you out of here. What legacy do you hope to have left once you cross the finish line for the final time next mm-hmm. week? I just want people to know that if they trust in themselves and they put in the work that it really will, it will pay off and just putting your trust in God too. And just knowing that he equipped you with everything that you need and just working with him and having faith in him and then putting your work in on your own part on the track and in the gym, when you put those two together, that's kind of a force that can really help. And how has your faith impacted you on this journey? Yeah, just, there's been a lot of ups and downs between injuries or the unknown of which cause I'm going to go to, or am I going to beat somebody in a race at the end of the day? Like I know like who I am. I know my values and that kind of just keeps me grounded and just trusting in him and knowing that whatever happens, as long as I'm doing my best and trying my best on the track, if I'm whatever happens happens and I'll go where I need to go and my path will go where I need it to be, but wherever he has a plan for me. Amen, sister, preaching the sermon. Gonna have to start calling you Pastor Hague uh, with that words of wisdom. So you have survived the interrogation process. Now we are to our final segment called Down the Home Stretch. I'm going to ask you a few rapid fire questions. I want you to answer them to the best of your ability as fast as you can. Okay. Are you I, I hear the anxiousness like it's the first track meet or something <laughs> like that? So are you ready? 
I think so. Okay, there you go. If there was a food that you could live with for the rest of your life and a food that you would live without, what would they be? Um, I would live with a chicken sandwich and I would live without, I don't even, I don't even know what I'd live without. Um, bell peppers. I just am not a fan of them. Yeah, okay, I, I'm with that. They are just weird. I, I'll they eat weird. them if they're cooked right, but they have a weird smell, they yeah. have a weird texture. They're just like the land of misfit toys. So, <laughs> a chicken sandwich. Ooh, I wasn't going to ask this, but I have to. Who has the best mm. chicken sandwich? PDQ. Yes, ma'am. Yep. Yes, ma'am. That's where it's at. People are not putting enough Chick-fil-A. I love you. Nobody else butters that bun, but I a good PDQ sandwich. Sophie's my mm. favorite because I've been, <laughs> I've been like on the PDQ chicken sandwich bandwagon and no yes. one except you has agreed with me. So that makes it exciting. That crisp, <laughs> now the normal one or they have like a honey butter? Um, I like the normal one, but I mean, both are good. The normal one is fire. The honey butter is a heart attack, but <laughs> uh, it's still really good. So I, I'm with that. Still love you Chick-fil-A. Uh, Wendy's, yeah it's pretty wendy's is good sometimes it's They're a little dry but yeah. nothing slaps pdq so i oh. i am definitely with that what is the last movie that made you cry oh gosh i don't even know if i can remember that okay so what is well you won't even remember the first movie that made you cry so we'll okay we'll change it around what's the movie that made you laugh the hardest movie that made me laugh the hardest if we're being honest i have not watched many movies in like the last two years because i just have not had time so that my memory is not great on the movies okay right thanks so let's switch to tv shows what about tv shows? shows i don't know if that's much better oh man gosh i'm catching l's at my own game Jeez, so <laughs> oh man okay all right what about a song a song that made me cry yeah you listen to country music and so there's nothing happy about those songs so you have there has to be at least one probably i mean i don't think i've ever cried to a country song really but um or, or any song probably the see, see you again for like the fast and furious movie. oh boy that that's a sad is, song that song is terrible everybody's yeah. like it's such a beautiful song i know like, it's not like that anything. movie made me cry that did make me cry when that song okay. came on Okay, so they, you did answer the there first question. So yes, ah, and I saw that movie before. That was the last one before he died. And yeah. then they came out with that. And I was like, dang, <laughs> that just that just really hurt. Yeah. Oh man, I don't know. All right, so let's go this. I got to switch it up because you're not a TV watcher and you are not a movie watcher because school, track and field, all that fun stuff so let's try this if you had to be a guest on any television show what show would you be a guest on any television show i feel like wheel of fortune because i'd just like to make some money so <laughs> do you think you'd be good at it oh uh, i don't really know okay. maybe depends on the the day that is true i feel that wheel of fortune like family feud or 
Jeopardy or so. Actually, no, yes. I couldn't do Family Feud Not, because I couldn't do Jeopardy. So I, uh, that's because oh no, that's just too much pressure. That is like that's crazy <laughs> amount of pressure. Alrighty, what is the best time of year? The best season? The best time of year. I like summer because the beaches in Florida. Oh, so you like you you love this heat? <laughs> and, I do. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. I'm not mad at it. Okay. Hidden talent. Hidden talent. I mean, I guess drawing is my hidden talent. Okay. If you had to go see any artist in concert, who would it be? Tyler the Creator. Tyler the Creator. Okay. Dream vacation spot. Dream vacation spot. Hmm. Probably Turks and Caicos. Okay. Cool. Okay, cool. Let me ask you this. Who would it be fun to race against on the Olympic stage? Who would be fun to race? Like racing an Olympian? Mm-hmm. Um, Shelly Ann Fraser Price. I just want to see, like, I just want to watch her from behind and just see how fast she's moving. Why are you going to, you may be like up there with her one day. <laughs> oh, like one day? I thought you meant like right now. No, well, Shellyanne, oh. first and foremost, get well soon. Uh, yes. Shellyanne has a, a knee injury, so she's not running for a minute. But no, I'm, I don't want you to be from behind. I want you to beat her. <laughs> like, Well, like maybe in a few years, we'll see what happens. But uh, I thought if it was right now, then I'm pretty sure I would be behind her. But um. Fair enough. Okay, I don't even want to say fair enough because you just never know. All right, just to cut, I just have a couple more questions. When is it too early to listen to Christmas music? Oh, I'm setting myself up for failure with this question. You just can't do it in November. Sophie. After well, after Thanksgiving. After Sophie, Thanksgiving. what? Okay. Do you listen to it before Thanksgiving? I don't even want to tell you when I start. Cause like oh I'm just afraid. Yeah, I started the first day of fall. Yeah, that that's early. I don't know if I've ever heard that early before. So I don't go like hard, hard, hard. Just maybe like one or two songs, and okay. I won't turn it off. And then October, I just eat. I love cold weather, so <laughs> this helps me. Gosh, I what is with <laughs> you people who hate Christmas? I love Christmas. Or Christmas. Christmas but I just yeah. I don't know, I just want to listen to it so much in December that I'm sick of it by the time um, Christmas, like the day of Christmas, I'm sick of it. And so then I can just move on Christmas. But then there's like that weird time, like December 26th to like January. <laughs> yeah. Like... And that, I don't really know what to do with that. It's kind of just awkward. Yeah, because it's like, <laughs> what do you listen to? Like, you're, you're not quite in the deck to hall spirit, but you just don't want to listen to anything right. else okay all right a couple more questions if you had to remove an item from your thanksgiving table mm -hmm. what item of food would you remove um my aunt makes these like zesty carrots and i just can't i just can't do it zesty carrots mm -hmm. well first of all i hope she's not listening to this yeah, um, I really hope so too. So, uh, second, zesting. So, what what goes into these carrots? I think there's horseradish. Oh, all I need to know that it's just not for me. That is okay. Uh, wow, I've never heard of that. Like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, my whole family likes it. It's just not for me. 
everybody except you. Okay. <laughs> All righty. So, so everybody likes the carrots. Like 99.99% of the people in the Hague family like the carrots. And that's yeah. all that matters. All righty. Last couple questions. Why does kindness matter? Kindness matters because you never know what somebody's going through. And just like a simple action or a simple word that you could say to somebody you never know how much that can mean to them. And so it's just better to always be kind because you really never know how much your word means to somebody else. Last question. How kind has running been to you? Sorry, what did you say? How kind has running been to you? How kind has it been to me? Um, you know, sometimes we don't get along when it hurts me, but um, my shins don't really like it. Nope. But, um, you know, it's helped me to be able to like just find myself and just give me the confidence out on and off the track. So I'd say it's pretty kind, pretty good friends. Okay, so I'm glad that y'all were BFFs. <laughs> and so what can we expect from you at the state championship meet, the last two rounds? You leading the talented East Lake track team. What, what can we expect from you and your squad? You can expect all of us to just bring everything that we have. Uh, we've been working for it these last two weeks. We've been training again. And so we're just ready to showcase everything that we've worked on for this year. And we'll see what that brings. Okay. And can you at least promise me a better victory meal if you guys win the entire thing? Yes, I can promise you that. <laughs> there you go. Sophie, where can the good people find you on social media? Sophie just got uh, Instagram updated. So yes, where, where can you find me on my new Instagram? Hold on, I have to find it because I don't have it memorized yet. But um, do you? I can. See, let me see. It's Sophie Hague twenty four and then an underscore. Okay, so Sophie Hague twenty four underscore. That's where you can find her. That's where you can see about her East Lakes journey, but also when she wins the NCAA championship in the hundred and the two hundred and makes the Olympics. Is LA too soon? Is LA too soon? Or am I on the right path? I don't know. We'll see. Hashtag God's plan. In, LA, <laughs> in Los Angeles 2028, you've heard it here first. She's a certified baller. And I appreciate you coming on the show, Sophie. Until next time, everybody. Peace.